on Macquarie Radio NTS. This is What's Cooking with Nerida Conway, bringing you a tasty assortment of all things food and wine. Hello and welcome to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. I am so thrilled to be bringing you this show from beautiful Sunshine Coast, Noosa specifically this week. It's just glorious. We're going to be chatting to Joshua Smallwood and David Joer from Ricky's my favourite all-time place in Noosa, Jeremiah Jones from Woodfire Grill, also a winner, Rio Caposo and Andy Davies from Le Carle Restaurant in Hastings Street. We've got the fabulous Maggie Beer, who's not from Noosa, but she's an absolute legend that we got to chat to, so I'm excited about that. Also, we'll be listening to your curly questions. That's on What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS. Guess who's coming to dinner with Nerida Conway. And you're listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway and in the studio from sunny Noosa, I have two fabulous chefs. I've got Rio Caperso, Caperso, and also Andy Davies from La Carly in Noosa. How are you boys? Very well, thank you. That's good. So Rio, you're the owner of this beautiful restaurant. Yes. Tell me, how did you come about having a restaurant in Hastings Street in Noosa? Well, that, that's actually the second one. Um, yes. We started quite some time ago when, uh, with the first restaurant when I first started working over there okay. called Lindonis. Oh, yes. Loved it. Uh, yes. Was that yours? It was. And uh, unfortunately, we had to close Lindonis and, um, for a major redevelopment of the Sea oh. Heaven Resort. I wondered what happened to it. Yes. Okay. And so, obviously, you liked being in that spot. Oh, in Lindonis, absolutely. I spent about 16 years in Lindonis. Wow. Well, I just more mean in, in Hastings Street. In Hastings Street. Yeah. And then uh, we had to do something and mm. close to Lindonis on 1st of June 2013. Yeah. And uh, we had to come up with something new. Okay. Which was very hard at, the mo- at that time. Yeah. Because it was 2013. We came across with our site, was, which was empty for three because years. Because it was, what was it called before that? La, La, Ivory La, Bar? No, Las... Las uh, no, no, no that was it. Lorenza. Lorenza, that's Lorenza. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that the last a, I knew. Yeah, that was a quite a, some time ago, I yeah. would believe. Okay. And um, so it was an empty spot. and uh, It's a gorgeous space. It is now. <laughs> but I just mean the location's awesome because it's... That corner. Yeah, it's in the corner. It's tucked away. You've got all the beautiful green ferns. You feel like you're sort of in a bit of a... In the rainforest. And, and you're not... Like you're at the base of the National Park. Yes. For any of our listeners who know Noosa, it's down the end, the boardwalk end towards the National Park, tucked away in that corner. But it's a beautiful big space. But you don't feel like you're rattling around in it, you know? It's no. Some of those big sort of open plan spaces can be a bit Cole's cafeteria. But this one, not at all. It's really intimate. You've done a beautiful job with the ambience. I'm an ambience freak, so I, <laughs> I really appreciate well, thank that. thank you. Yeah. And your wife um, works with you in the business? Correct, Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, she's awesome. <laughs> thank I've you. I've met her. She's great. <laughs> I had a chat to your wife last time. I was um, just, just by coincidence. I didn't, you know, know anything about you really. Yeah. But she was just super friendly and uh, she seated us. We went there for a family meal and we started up a conversation and she was gorgeous because our kids, it was the last day of our holiday and we had a bit of we were, it was raining quite heavily towards the end we were a bit sick of each other <laughs> yeah. I say that with love and so she, we were all kind of standing at the bar waiting for a table and she came over and she said do you mind if your children sit at a different table to you and I went I love you that is gold 
sure? So she said, come on, kids. And she sat them kind of in those little seats kind of near the entrance. Um, And they thought that seriously it was like five star. They loved it. And my husband and I sat at the bar with our backs to them, (laughs) pretending we didn't know whose children they were, (laughs) tutting and sighing, going, oh, my God, check out the bad behaviour of those kids. And she just looked after them all night with food. And they thought it was the royal treatment. And, you know, I just sort of thought those little things make a holiday for people very special, um, not to mention the food, which was delicious, which brings me to you, Mr. Andy. <laughs> so you're the executive chef there. That's true. Yeah, I've come on with the group since last October. So okay. um, it's been a wonderful experience and um, been welcomed and, and looked after by Rio and Amanda and, and also Brent, who's uh, part of the group, and okay. the staff as well been very, you know, just terrific. Made my transition from Bondi to Noosa really easy. Oh, so where did you come from in Bondi? I used to own a business there. I actually owned three restaurants in Bondi, but the wow. last one I had was the Bondi Trattoria, which I had for 10 years. Gosh, yeah. that's... um. That's hard slog, running that many restaurants. It was. I was running with my fiancé, um, Lee, and two other partners. Okay. And, but after 26 years in Bondi, it was time to, to make a change. Yeah. And I think also coming to Noosa has really sort of reignited my career, I think. Um, and, and sort of not working for myself and working for somebody else is, is a nice change as well. It, oh, just ta- it takes that weight that's around your neck sometimes with running a business. Um, what do they say? If you have your own business, you get to choose the 180 hours a week that you work? <laughs> Isn't that how the saying goes? Yeah, but it's 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 been it's been a, a wonderful transition, and I'm just loving every minute of it. It's been great. Oh, that's awesome. What was your your sort of culinary field of expertise in terms of what you cook well before you came over? Oh, my focus has always been on Mediterranean food. So yeah, I'd say the last. I mean, I've been um, cooking for 35 years, but probably half of that has always been focused on Mediterranean and particularly Italian food. Yeah. Okay, because you know, Davies. Not very Italian, is it? No, it's Welsh. It's all all leek and potatoes from where they come from. (laughs) No wonder you cook Italian food. Yeah. And so, Rio, what's do you? How do you plan the menus together? Do you work on it together, or because I know that you we, know you've always been very proud of the menus you've put together, and obviously yeah. your abilities are very high. So your your skills are very high. So how does this work? Well, we have, we like to talk a lot, so there's a lot of conversations <laughs> going on in the, uh, outside the kitchen. Actually, that's what we're planning the meals and the, and the, and the menus completely. Yeah, so. Look, the way it's structured, I think. Um, because of their history and the amount of time they've had in Noosa, there's a lot of dishes that just have to stay on the menu. Yes. So um, that's that's what we work around. We work around the base of the solid signature dishes, and from there we branch out yes. using what best uh, available local produce and seasonal produce that we can get, and we have okay. a lot of wonderful suppliers up there. Okay. Um, so when you say about your local producers – who specifically, can you give me some examples of the sorts of produce that you get locally and from whom? Yeah, well, at the moment we're using a lot of locally grown zucchini flowers from uh, a guy called Wayne who runs a company called Federberry. And okay. um, he also gets us organic mushrooms. We get organic Desiree potatoes to make our gnocchi. Oh, we're using yum. wonderful pork from Gimpy. Um, okay. And then we're also using a lot of seafood out of Malulabar, which is obviously the place up there which has got all the great seafood. Okay. Now... People, you know, I, I had a conversation with a, a woman the other day just about food in general on a plane, actually, and uh, she said to me, oh, you know, some restaurants, the prices are just extraordinary and over the top, and, you know, you might get a bit of steak and it's sort of $35, and then you might go somewhere else and the same steak is like 12 and I'm thinking, probably not the same steak. <laughs> Definitely not. Can you explain Definitely. to us 
why? How is it price structured? It's not like you can just charge double for a steak so you can drive a Porsche. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and we, we always source the finest produce we can get. And since I've come on board up there, though, I've had a lot of focus on trying to get the best veal we can get, for example, which comes from the northern rivers, or the mm. best pork belly, or the best locally grown um, zucchini flowers, as I said, or goat's curd. Yes, but so you have to pay for that. You do. This and is the whole point people don't realise, do they, that you know, you're passing on the cost to a degree, but you have to really, I guess, understand you know, people people who are eating good good food and produce have to understand that they can't just go in and sort of not pay for it. You know, if you, you get what you pay for in everything in life, don't you? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's one of the major things, in, um, especially in, up in Noosa as well. What can't you get in Noosa? Because I can get a suntan, I can get a good <laughs> cocktail. It's pretty much most things I can get, but what can't you get that you have to fly in from, say, you know, Melbourne? <laughs> the one thing we are flying in from um, New South Wales at the moment is live Sydney rock oysters because oh, you yes. can't get those up here. And didn't Tassie have an issue with their oysters recently? Yes, their oysters yeah. are Pacific. Uh, the ones we're getting, we're getting two but different wasn't types. Wasn't there like some kind of a bacteria in Correct. the... Correct. Yeah, yeah, so did that wipe it out or were you always... Didn't just influence us because our Pacifics were coming from South Australia. Okay. But our rocks were coming from New South Wales. So, okay. yeah, that's one thing that we do have to freight up. Okay. We also freight up our burrata from Melbourne. Oh, and yes. CF Do you get that from that Samore? No, from no. From Giorgio? No, no, we're getting the burrata from, um, um, well, the company called is called Fino from Brisbane, actually. Oh, mm. okay. And it's, um, the actual, the burrata is called Vanilla. Oh, well, it sounds hot when you say it like it's, that. It's, I don't a, know. it's a wonderful product. It's a wonderful product and it's <laughs> oh, a very traditional. I could live on it. And it's expensive. Yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, it's just literally one of my favourite foods. That and oysters and French <laughs> champagne. Is French champagne, can I class that as a food group? Oh, you'd have to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite thing to cook, Rio? I have um, a very soft spot for um, a particular seafood, which is um, sea urchins. Oh, that's a thing. That's a really trendy thing now. It's a trendy over here, but uh, for where I grow up, it's um, Not it's trendy. an old Asian thing. Is it? Oh, <laughs> we simply, way. where I come from, Sierra is eaten raw okay. with a piece of bread okay. and a glass of red wine. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've had some raw uh, actually on set with a chef who was showing me how to prepare it. Uh, I didn't uh, love it. Yeah. The it's ones, a bit fishy or something. It's a little bit bitter here. Yeah. They, they are, uh, unfortunately, they, they call it, well, it is a different sea urchin, the ones that are coming down to, from the Mediterranean. Okay. And Mediterranean, the sea urchins are a lot smaller and it varies in colours as well. So one of the best ones is actually deep purple blood red wow. colour, which you certainly will have a very sweet flavour coming Okay, through. I might have to try some. You need to go down to southern Italy. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, no worries. Let's have a point. That's a very good excuse, isn't it? Jump on a plane tomorrow. <laughs> so just very quickly, tell our listeners, what, what do they get on the menu when they come to your restaurant, to La Carle? Well, at the moment, our focus has always been on fresh hand-cut pasta. Yep. And we make all that ourselves. We make yep. all our own gnocchi. Beautiful. We source, as I said, all our ingredients predominantly from local suppliers. So we have wonderful pork, wonderful veal, great cuts of meat. Yeah. And extraordinary seafood. And also wonderful, beautiful service. Yes. Oh, look, thank you so much for coming on to chat to me. This has been Rio Caperso and Andy Davies from La Carle in Hastings Street in Noosa. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS. Thanks for coming on, Roy. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
and you're listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway and I'm very excited to be speaking down the line to the one and only legend Maggie Beer. Hello Nerida. Just really wanted to find out about your creating an Appetite for Life education program that you're running because it sounds absolutely wonderful. Well we had it in Sydney um, from uh, the Sunday before Easter through to Tuesday night. Yes. With 30 cooks and chefs from all over and food management people from all over Australia and it was a fantastic success in awesome. the, well I, I I think it was I felt it was and Flinders University evaluated and there was one person who didn't get as much out of it but 29 were absolutely ecstatic about a change that they can make in the li- in their life that can affect lives of the people they're looking after. So, Just for our listeners, can you just tell us a little bit about the, just a very quick overview about the program? Yes, the, the program was both listening to, having these 30 cooks and chefs, listening to their issues that are impediments and, and listening to their successes and putting them in touch with each other because there's nothing more powerful than shared experiences. Mm. And then bringing in experts. We had Rosemary Stanton come in and talk about uh, nutrition and we had Professor Terry Boland from the Gut Foundation talk about the importance of the gut. We had Peter Morgan Jones, who is an amazing chef who's done for Hammond Homes in Sydney, the biggest mm-hmm. dementia care, who has done, um, he's well now written his second book about to be published with food for people with dementia that is beautiful food. Oh, and, that's good. And look, there, there are great places, Nerida, and we've got to, we've got to, make the great places give them great kudos for being wonderful yeah. and and fix up the bad ones by giving them examples but you know people need a huge amount of, of inspiration when they're working really hard and everyone works really hard mm. in aged care so the inspiration comes from others understanding their their issues and recipes and ideas that can make it both possible and and beautiful so every mouthful counts. Oh, Maggie, I love that. So that's what's so important, that energy that comes from people who are there because they they want to learn more, they want more tools, but they also have a lot for us to learn from as well. Oh, that's amazing. So it's a two-way street. (laughs) And if people want to find out more about your program... Um, what's the um, website address? It's maggiebeerfoundation.org.au. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just I just have one little complaint before I let you go yes. about your burnt fig honeycomb and caramel ice cream. <laughs> it is basically like an addictive drug that my husband cannot leave alone. I should tell you, we now do them in... Uh, I know the singles. I know. Don't worry. They're already in the freezer. But honestly, Uh, it's just bizarre. I mean, he's not really a massive sweet tooth, and you know, and he's very health sort of conscious bloke. But I buy little tubs of it, and I put it in the freezer, and I hide it sometimes. And Uh I go back to the freezer, and he has. I think he thinks I don't notice because he does it in neat rows. He doesn't kind of do the big dollopy scoops. He just does neat little rows of taking little bits, little bits, little bits, and pops it back and hopes I won't notice. And then I go to get some, and it's gone. Uh Just ridiculously beautiful. Oh well, thank you so much, Maggie. I think it's just beautiful and amazing what you're doing. And, um, thank you. you know, we love our elderly, elderly people and they are a, a growing, you know, growing demographic in our country. And um, 
I think it's we really, really... Yeah, yeah, we have to look after them and it's going to be at all of yeah. us one day. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting. To talk to you. Thanks, Maggie. I know. You've been listening to Maggie Beer, the one and only, on What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. Guess who's coming to dinner with Nerida Conway. Hello and welcome to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. Now we are in the sunny town of Brisbane today doing this show and bringing it to you. Uh, just trying to explore, you know, some of the most wonderful restaurants that we have in this beautiful country of ours. One of my all-time favourite restaurants in the entire world, I will say, but let's start off with Australia, <laughs> is Ricky's in Noosa. And Noosa is, again, just one of my favourite spots it's just beautiful weather. Everyone seems super friendly, very laid back. There's, you know, something for everyone, fishing and ocean and just, you know, it's just a, a treat for the senses. Ricky's on the River has got a beautiful new chef, Joshua Smallwood. How are you, Joshua? Good. How are you? That's good. I'm good. Also, we've got David DeJouy here. Hi. Good morning. Now, now you are from France. Yes, I am. Yeah, so correct. how did you wind up at Ricky's? Oh, so I spend, I've been in Australia for 10 years now, um, and I just relocated eight months ago from Sydney. Okay. So uh, my beautiful wife is from uh, Brisbane. Okay. So we made a, a move a bit closer to the family for and for the lifestyle as well. We actually just got married earlier. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. So all of my families and friends, uh, quite a few of them came across from France. So they were just blown away by all beautiful new savoirs. Oh, and, and they gorgeous. Loved, you know, obviously the food and drinks at Ricky's as well when they came for lunch. Yes, okay. And Josh, can yes. I call you Josh? Yes, that's Because Joshua is a little formal for me. Yes, <laughs> now, Josh, um, how long have you been the sh executive chef at Ricky's? Um, so I took over at the start of this year. Yes. Um, and I've been working there uh, approximately a year and a half before that. Okay. Yeah. So when uh, the last chef left and you took over, w did you kind of just go, meh? His, his, his uh, menu is pox, I'm going to start again. Or did you kind of collaboratively work on that with him and just keep it going? How does it work? Yeah, I think we looked at it with, with David as a whole group as what we could do just as opportunity to um, just change the direction slightly and really just look at the local sort of seafood and produce we had there and really just try and showcase that yeah. as a part of our new menu and really just try and push for something a little bit different and, and see where we're going on from that. And yeah, we're really happy. Now, one of the things, I'm just going to describe this to those listeners who haven't been to Ricky's on New River at Quamby Place. It is absolutely ridiculously beautiful view. It's literally kind of right on the bank of the river and there's, you know, yachts and kind of really hot Europeans on stand-up paddleboards going past, <laughs> usually in G-strings. It's weird. What is it with Europeans and G-strings? Um, anyhow, just jealous. And, and you just sit there and I think to have a beautiful glass of French champagne at sunset is absolute bliss and living the dream. So already you're lucky in the sense of having such a beautiful setting. And I guess the pressure's on to make sure that the diner's experience carries across. So I've caught brim and I've also caught Moses perch in that river. Do you want me to bring some around for you? <laughs> Pop it on your menu? That's it. <laughs> what sort of local produce do you have? Um, so we get a lot of stuff from our uh, fisheries, Mulubar River fisheries. So local prawns, local school prawns from Mulubar River, Coral Coast Barramundi, um, Spanner crab from oh, the, the, the crab's crazily good. Yeah. Do you catch your own? Uh, we try. We have a crab pot in, but it's not too lucky this year. <laughs> but we get a few muddies every now and again. Well, that's because David here keeps on stealing the crabs out of it and going yeah, home and eating them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that right, David? You've just got that look about you. <laughs> just bringing them home every night. <laughs> that's right. A bit of butter and, you know, that's garlic. That's simple. <laughs> 
Yes, sorry, keep going. And what, what sort of fish do you have on your menu? Um, at the moment, we use closely with our suppliers. Um, we get whatever comes in off the boats from the previous day, yellowfin tuna, Yum. straight from Bar. We use uh, barramundi and, and North Queensland cobia, good sustainable products. Yeah, look, anything that come in fresh, we just try and um, move with the seasons and whatever, whatever's coming in fresh, whatever's good quality, we just get it in. We want the best seafood at, oh. at the fre- you know, when it's at its freshest, just going on the plate that day. And so. it really, really is incredibly, ridiculously yummy. But I've just got to tell you a yep. little fishing story. <laughs> I went out at Tawantan on a fishing charter and I was the only girl on the boat and uh, my line went dead like, a, like I had a snag and they all kept telling me to stop complaining and it'll come good soon. And uh, this went on for nearly an hour and I thought, this is just a waste of my money. Come on, help me out here. Cut the line, let me start again. And everyone else is pulling up these, you know, reef fish and stuff. Anyhow, suddenly the line went slack and I thought, oh, thank God, because I'd been sort of reeling it in inch by inch for the whole time with this annoying man in my ear telling me (laughs) what to do. I almost pushed him overboard. And then suddenly the line went slack. I thought, oh, thank God. And then I look over and I had a shoulder height cobia. Oh, really? On the line that took three men to pull it into the boat. I was loving myself stupid. (laughs) I was so excited. Anyway, the guy filleted it on the boat and gave me half because we had about four or five days left in Noosa on holidays. We had sashimi for breakfast. We had fish curry. We had fish on the barbecue. We got a bit sick of it in the end. And then we gave away kilos to neighbours and there was still another whole side. (laughs) If I had have known you then, Josh, I would have bought you some. Yeah, no, I love that fish. It's beautiful. And I think to to catch it there, nothing better. Yeah. Very exciting. So what sort of drinks do you have there at Ricky's? Let's just talk for a minute about Sunset. Yeah, like obviously, like, you know, Ricky's is, like you mentioned earlier, you know, it's, you're already all set when you walked in, you know, you've got the river, you've got, so we, you know, we keep it pretty, pretty simple. Yes. Um, we've got a, quite a large um, selection of cocktails. We yes. have uh, made as well in season, the same focus as the food. Um, so basically, you know, you can just come in, have a cocktail, just a few snacks and just relax. And, you know, another thing that I've seen there is some exciting functions. So... Uh, the the gondola thing that goes up and down on the river, and I saw this man, and he um, was, you know, which is their money own business, having sunset drinks as per usual. <laughs> and uh, this bloke gets out with his girlfriend, and up they come, and all of a sudden there was sort of twenty of their closest friends that had flown in from all over the country for a surprise engagement, and it was so idyllic. And I did have a chuckle and think, imagine if she said no. That'd be so <laughs> awkward. Thankfully, she said yes. She said and then yes, they had yeah, this yeah. big, huge party. And then suddenly all the food came out. And it was just, it was just like what you dream of. Yeah, we do have a, we've got a huge amount of, you know, a huge amount of functions, um, you know, and like some of them are just obviously organized. We do a lot of weddings. You know, yes. The location, you know, a lot, a lot of wedding, arriving by boat, drinks on our outside area, then, you know, full on, you know, dinner by, by Josh and the team. Uh-huh. But also we've got things which are just more like, you know, on the go where people just turn up, you know, with few friends and, you know, it become a dinner for 16 people and they just, you know, stay here all yes. day from midday and sometimes they leave at midnight. Tell me one of the um, most incredible functions that you've had there. Uh, I think at Ricky's it's been, you know, over the years, it's been a bit kind of straightforward. Due yeah. to, you know, like things are a bit more organized on a bigger scale. I think the most, you know, surprising or extravagant will be probably some we've done in an outside catering uh, when we do, you know, a few dinners and lunches in people's houses. Yeah. People ah. really outside of the box. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, Josh, <laughs> I can yeah. have you 
Come to cook dinner at my house. That's it. Oh my goodness. Living the dream. Yeah, we do uh, we do a lot of uh, you know quite a few of them, and then is where it's become sometimes a bit more extravagant because yeah, of people course. are in their own place. Yeah, so, and some of those houses on the yeah. Noosa River. <gasps> yeah, Noosa River, and also in Sunshine uh, Beach, all looking yes. at the ocean, on the ocean. It's um. Some people have just you know got too much money. I'm afraid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no other way of putting it. <laughs> oh, that's really really exciting. Well, as I said, my um, you know, my favourite thing to do is just sit there, have a few champagnes at sunset. And then just uh, do what I like to do, which is being a bit, a bit of a brat, and say to David, what should we eat? <laughs> yeah. What do you recommend? So, Josh, tell me the three favourite things that you're cooking at the moment on your menu. Uh, at the moment, we have a, a beautiful wood-fired mulu bar prawn okay. uh, that we just put in a, a spice butter, um, just so with some garlic crumb, some fresh radish, fresh radish and leaves, really nice. Um, our uh, kobe at the moment, we serve with a... Uh, a bit of buttermilk, a uh, bit of like a emulsion. What's the thing with buttermilk, by the way? Oh, it's just it's just carries the dish. It's um, okay. nice bit of sourness and sweetness to it. Okay. Because um, milk really and nice. fish, meh, you wouldn't it, think. It goes, it goes, yeah. All right, let me be the judge of that. Coming in next, <laughs> coming in a few days, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Sounds delicious, though. And we do have a nice um, orichetti pasta with a local calamari okay. that we braise for a couple of hours. And in a sort of tomato and olive and, and panna grattata over the Do top. Do you make those little orecchetti by yourself with your thumb? You can do it. Or use the back of a knife. Oh, the, the, knife. the back the of the knife. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if that's lazy or ingenious. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to find ways to, to cut pump, the time. Pump them out. You do. <laughs> Look, thank you so much for coming on to chat to us. If you have not eaten at Ricky's, I can't, I just seriously, you are missing one of the most, just a beautiful joy in life to go there. If, if you know, it's only a two hour drive from Brisbane, unbelievably worth it or it's just a flight from anywhere else in Australia to Noosa. And, um, yeah, you need to go and say hi to Josh while you're there. Exactly. Thank you so much, Josh and David, for coming in to chat to me. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Pleasure. Tasty. The latest local produce for you to enjoy. And you're listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway and sitting in the studio with me in sunny, beautiful Brisbane today, all the way up from Noosa is Jeremiah Jones. He's the executive chef at Woodfire Grill in Noosa. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. Now, Woodfire is one of my favourite places to eat when I'm in Noosa. I've got a couple. And uh, that's why I've picked you all to come on today because I've thought, you know what? I'm having my favourites. And it's very, very cosy. So for our listeners who might not have eaten there, you walk in and it's beautiful sort of logs all sort of taking up one wall and uh, it's lovely, cosy, warm ambience. But then it's open as well so you can see the river. Um, which I think is wonderful. Uh, I have sat at the bar on many occasions having some of the beautiful cocktails. The espresso martini is one of my favourites. Yeah. She does a good job there. Yeah. Uh, but also, last time I was in Noosa, uh, which was last May for the Noosa Food and Wine Festival, uh, I came in, that's when I met you, yeah. and um, I fell in love with you, <laughs> so to speak, because of your lamb. Thank you, yeah. It's a <laughs> so favorite. your slow-cooked shoulder of lamb crazy good tell me how the whole wood fire thing works uh well basically we're using a lot of native woods to the region uh, a lot of the eucalyptus and um basically just trying to put as much from the menu as we can onto that grill so it's a bit of a unique flavor and there's not too many restaurants in the region using it okay so uh 
So, yeah, that's our, our main idea. That One thing about cooking with fire, because it's a real thing now, like it's really, really incredibly hip and trendy, which is so funny because cavemen were doing it. Yeah. It's not like we discovered it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we actually chatted to Maeve O'Mara from Food Safari recently, who's launched a book called Fire, and it's all about 100 different ways of cooking with flame. But the thing about it is, and I'm only talking from personal experience on my Weber. Yep. <laughs> How on earth do you sort of control the temperature? So I guess something slow cooked in it is just a bit like, well, the beads die down or the heat it's, dies it's, down. It's very then... temperamental. It takes a lot of kind of time. It's getting used to your yeah. hot colds, hot and cold spots. And uh, it's it's where to put it and how far from the flame, yeah. what direction kind of your heat and exhaust is, is all going. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of trial and error. Do you have a huge giant thermometer that you keep on testing the temperature? Not often. Only if I think it's it's a really hot one and I want to see how far we've gotten. But uh, okay. most of my thermometers cut out about 550 and <laughs> I have overheated that several times. So. Oh, my gosh. So you just know when the lamb comes out black. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the lamb we... We can't obviously cook the whole way through on the fire, so we give it a taste of the fire and then kind okay. of we finish it in some braising liquids and stuff like that yeah. in, in the oven. But, uh, so delicious. If you're a vegetarian, probably not the lamb for you. Probably not the lamb, no. We try to accommodate all people, yes. uh, some easier than others. Yes. Uh, the whole menu now is available, gluten-free, uh, basically everything, dairy-free Gosh. options as well, lots of desserts for dairy-free, gluten-free. That's amazing. And we do have the vegetarian dishes too. We still try to, we use a lot of, you know, hearty vegetables, put them through the grill as well, so you're still getting that taste of the Yum. beautiful fire and smoke. And, and that's even, what's so yummy We even get it. some cheeses onto the grill, like your uh, halloumis yeah. and stuff like that. Do you do so. a grilled cheese on toast? Uh, not on toast, no. The only thing on toast at the moment is my beef tongue, so. Okay. Let's just go back to my idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> Now, honestly, I know you have a kid's menu, but why don't you do some really yummy sort of, you know, grilled cheese on toast that you pop into the grill? Oh, I think the grill would probably be a bit too hot it for wouldn't. that. It's it's scary hot, yeah. Oh, okay. So that would be a fail. Yeah. The this kids might be eating burnt toast. <laughs> well, what's new? That's what my kids <laughs> eat anyway. <laughs> now, where does your meat come from? Uh, I've got a really good relationship with my meat guy. We're on the phone every other day, so... Do you know how funny that sounds, by the way? Yeah. I talk to him more than probably my wife, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, so yeah, uh, we use several different farms. I mean, I'm loving the organic stuff at the moment. We're getting from Southwest Queensland. Oh, it's so it's all locally a, sourced, yeah. Uh, yeah, ma- majority. I mean, we love we love beautiful meat, and I mean, mm. some of that comes from Tasmania. Some you know, Cape Grim or Robins Island that you just want to splurge on and yes. and get involved into. So so we don't. I mean, obviously, we we keep our base menu uh, local, but then we, we're happy to get in the exotics for specials and stuff like that. Now, let's just go back to what you said before about tongue. Yes. You know, I don't know. I, I'm, I've got to try it because the idea of it doesn't sound good. And my mum used to press tongue. And put it in sandwiches because it was cheap back in the day, and say it was chicken. It's not so. It's not so cheap anymore, unfortunately. Is the uh, the export market has really spiked some prices wow. there. And there's only one tongue per animal. Well, that's right. It. Yeah. So uh, the, a lot of it's getting exported to China. So it's not 
it's not so cheap anymore, but it is a very fun cut to deal with, and mm. done correctly, it's beautiful. So, so you slice off the taste buds. Yeah, oh. we, we trim it down. It's a 48-hour process to get wow. out to get out beef tongue before it finally hits the grill. So it doesn't even sound like it's labour-intensively <laughs> worth it. Uh, it is. We love it. Okay. Tastes good. Get it's, it? We want... Get it? Oh, you're so funny, Jeremiah. <laughs> People want the... Uh, I, th- I just want people to kind of maybe experience something they haven't had before. Yes. So it, it, they remember coming to the grill because it's the first place they had tongue or even yeah. the first place they liked tongue, yeah. maybe. So oh, This conversation's hilarious. What about um, <laughs> what about your tartare? Because I'm a huge fan of tartare. Mm. But somebody asked me the other day, oh, can I just, if I'm wanting to make tartare for a dinner party, can I just go off and buy a, you know, a fillet of, and I fill it and chop it up and put it on the plate? Um, and I said, probably not. You can't not, I guess. it's uh, You want to know the risk factors. I mean, as long as you trust your butcher, you know what's going on, maybe trim the outer edges off it and use kind of the insides. Okay. But, How uh, do you prepare yours? We dice up a mixture of kind of scotch and eye fillet to give a nice balance of flavour and texture. Okay. We use the mustards, capers and cornichons blended into a salsa verde. Yeah. A nice egg yolk emulsion, which we... um bring up to heat so there's no bacteria in that okay when you say bring up to heat do you mean boil uh no so i i put the egg yolks into a vac bag and sous vide them Uh, at the perfect temp but they don't go why don't they turn into scrambled eggs uh because it's very perfectly uh temperature gauged so they're right at the right point there and and again i say this is why you do your job and i do mine (laughs) and then for the tartare we're also uh using bone marrow malto so that's Well, maltodextrin's a chemical compound. Is that the gluey? No, it it basically turns any oil or fat into a powder. (gasps) So super light like snow. And then when you put it in your mouth, it re-emulsifies as an oil. So we make that render the bone marrow down and whisk that through. So then when you're eating the tartare, it kind of rehydrates in your mouth and gives this super richness and beautiful levels. Okay, I'm going to put that on my list (laughs) to try. That's just gorgeous. And what's your favourite thing to cook in the restaurant at the moment? Like pretend someone really amazing like myself is coming in for dinner. (laughs) What would you make? Um, Well, I love cooking big, big cuts of beef. So I bring some friends with you. We do a lot of uh, kind of the one kilo to even 1.1 kilo cuts of a prime rib or a T-bone. Okay, it's, it's like a big tomahawk type Yeah, one. kind of, yeah. And then we carve that up for you so it's all ready oh, to go at the table. But okay. there's not too many places. It's a bit of a spectacle. It's it's beautiful to do. The meat comes out perfect and it's really enjoyable oh, to do. Oh, how exciting. All right. And what do you cook when you're at home? Because you've been a cook. You were telling me the other day you've been a chef or a cook since you were... I've 14. Been, been in kitchens since I was 14. Yeah, it was more of a more of a dishwashing to start yeah. with there before I earned my stripes, but but it's been a long time. Yeah, so very very experienced. Because how are you now? How old are you now? You're like 20. 28. Yeah, you're so young. Mm. But that's still a long time. It's 14. a long time. Well, it's now more years in kitchens than not. Yes. So. yes. Um, our our menu is really heavily kind of South American and Spanishy based. I do like to cook a lot of Asian as well, just okay. to. To play around with all those flavors, it's so fun. Do you like um, cooking at home, or are you over? I do. Home? I cook a lot at home for the wife. Yeah. Oh, she's a lucky girl. When I was a single man, I, I never. It was always cheese on toast or yeah. or wheat bix. But now I've got someone else to cook for. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And does she eat everything? Is she adventurous? She does. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's Otherwise, fun. wouldn't have worked. <laughs> she's gorgeous, your wife. Thank you. Um. Okay. So, here's what I'm going to say to you. 
Next time you're in at work, um, I want you to think of me as you're slicing up that tongue. And that sounds really creepy and I don't mean to stand that way. <laughs> but just think to yourself, this is something that I need to share with the world. Nerid has told everyone about the tongue. We better order more because now people are going to want to come in and try it. All right, we'll be ready. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. I've been chatting to um, Jeremiah Jones, who's the executive chef at Woodfire Grill. It's such a mouthful. I know. In Noosa, right near the river on Quamby Place. And thank you so much for coming thank to chat Thank you so to much. Cheers. And uh, you're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. Curly Questions with Nerida Conway and Chef Ian Curley. Hello, and thanks for listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I've got Ian Curley in here. Who's back from Noosa? Do you love my tan? I love it. Yeah, I don't tan. That was a trick question. You failed because I'm not even tanned. Surely going to Noosa for for school holidays, Mm -hmm. that's another holiday for you. Well, it's not a holiday because I've got the kids cooped up with me for the whole time. You're not cooped up if they're out in Noosa. It's not no, really cooped up. No, that's true. <laughs> that's you true. Know? And you know the good thing is for the first time this year, my oldest is 14, the next one's 12, the little one's 10. They're actually old enough to swim in the pool. Of course, mm. I'm there, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not sort of having to keep my eye on the 14-year-old every yeah. single second. Also, she's made friends. So yeah, she of goes off down to Hastings Street to have a hot chocolate with her friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can sort of leave them in the apartment on their own to watch a movie and have a pizza while, you know, we go out and have dinner, things like that. I always find that nooses like that. What's the movie where there's got a dome over the top of it? So oh. everybody, you see the same <laughs> the people. Truman they, Show. They see, you walk around, you go, hey, there's Bill again. Yeah, again and look, again, it's true. And again and again. However, and I agree, yeah. and people say, Noosa, oh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just like Turak in, from Melbourne, but yeah. in Queensland. However, uh, we stay on the river right next to Quamby Place, which yeah. is um, Ricky Ricardo's. Yeah, Ricky's yeah. on the river is my favourite restaurant there with wasabi as well. Yeah, Most wasabi. amazing, beautiful food. <laughs> I've had a, Do you I love had it? A, I had a great dinner at Wasabi Yeah, and uh, Marty Boats joined us <laughs> and Marty was wearing somebody else's shoes oh, at what? the time. They were stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Marty's thrilled about that, having that, this. That's story another told. one for another. St- that's a story for another day. But uh, yeah, we had a great night up there. It was very, very yeah, good. it's so, just beautiful, beautiful food. And I do the festival up there every year. Yeah, so it's that's good. coming so, up soon. Yes, it's going to be good fun. I'm yep. doing the longest lunch up there. Okay, I'm working with uh, the people at Gaston, and then I'm doing something at the market on the Sunday. Oh, nice. Hmm. Yeah. So I'll see if I well, can't uh, actually. Uh, Stay at Noosa, but I only get two days where I've used... You've mm. had two weeks. I know. Yes. Because yeah. I thought, you know, I can record the show from Brisbane mm. and talk to some Brisbane people yeah. and work up there. How did that or go I for can, you? Oh, was awesome. <laughs> Bruce Vegas. Bruce Vegas loved it. Yeah, they, it's, uh, it, that's a particular part of the world as well. Yeah, yeah. It? Look, I, you know? personally, I'm sorry to our Brisbane listeners. I can't understand Brisbane because... There's no beach. There's the fake little South Bank. Mm. That doesn't count. It's not mm. real. Um, beautiful weather, yes. But what's the point when you could live in Sunshine Coast where there's actually beaches? I just don't get it. Why yeah, would you live in Brisbane? I think it's also the, the thing about Brisbane is it's they're, they're parochial. Like they're, they're one-eyed about mm. being Brisbane. I don't get that in Melbourne. No. People in Melbourne are like, oh, yeah. I think people in Melbourne want want to live in Sydney. We're people but cheap. of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to live in Sydney as long as it's cheap. We don't want to go to Sydney if it's, it's, it's expensive no. as that. We don't want to live in Brisbane because we talk about the weather. But then I go, you know what? We need, Melbourne, we yeah. don't go, hey, we're Melbourne. 
you no, know, no. We're which just, is not what we do. We're but subtly Brisbaneites, understated. <laughs> Brisbane, you know. <laughs> they Brisbane. are very pro-Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane. Could be the Brisbane. rugby. Could be. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do love the fact that, you know, the kids can go surfing every single day in Noosa, and that's great, yeah. and there's a pool, so they do. We sort of do morning surfs, pool in the afternoon, um, where we stay, where there's a little jetty right on the river. Yeah. And literally, my son gets his ten, his plastic plastic children's fishing rod, yeah. chucks it in the water and pulls up massive brim. Yeah, okay. And then we just have them on the barbecue. Oh, you know, it is just so, so lovely. So, I'd, I'd like to get mine into surfing. It'd be good. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm going to try it this when we got, we got, we're going up and staying at the RACV. Well, so, if good. you want private lessons, oh, you know. Oh, you got a number? No, oh, I don't. But okay. I can find you someone. My okay. husband could teach them. Okay. <laughs> Take Dan away for the weekend. Yeah, he's got a place to be. be delighted. You know, we've been cooped up for two weeks, yeah. probably. Glass has worn off. Yeah. <laughs> Does it ever. Um, so I've got right. a question for Great. you. Great. Here we go. <laughs> this is from Joanna. Joanna's in Perth, actually. And she says, um, will glass dishes shatter in the oven? You'll have to look underneath. It says oven proof and all that sort of stuff. It's oh. a good one, this one, because a lot of people think, oh, I've got 15 of these uh, plates and it only cost me $4. And you yes. Know, that's great. And by the time you put them through the dishwasher a few times and through the oven, mm. yes, they do shatter. And that's the thing. Don't. That'd be such a fail if you, you made a beautiful got, dish. You've, and got, then got, it to, you've got to make sure oven. that you buy good stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's I know a it's, really good comment. And that's the thing. You know, there's a reason why Le Creuset and all that and KitchenAid stuff lasts a long time. Yes. But it does cost more. But it lasts a long time. I agree. No uh, one wants shards of glass in their food. I've got a KitchenAid that I've had for, I reckon, 15 years. Yeah. And, and the, this thing, it just keeps on going. Is it know? the stand mixer? It's a big white beast of a thing. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And it's, well, they're meant to, you know, they were designed, I found out recently, they were designed to be handed down. So you know how yeah. in today's society everything's disposable? Yeah, that's right. Cars are only yeah. built to last a certain amount of time and then the aim is that they want you to buy another one. Yeah. Well, KitchenAids have actually been designed so that it's still the same engineering yeah. and same pattern as it was 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, but they're designed to be handed down to your daughter and then your granddaughter yeah. as, a, as sort of a family keepsake. Or your son. Or your son. Yeah, Why do I automatically let's default talk about to daughter? safe schools and stuff like that. But that's enough for, for another time. <laughs> okay. My son and bakes. Yeah, okay, well, my son fantastic. actually does cook more yeah, than my daughter's. That's it. Yeah, he loves it. You know. Hope he doesn't become a chef. God, help us. No, don't do it. It's not <laughs> worth it. You know, never get anywhere. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, glass dishes and stuff like that. But also, mm. that's the thing. You, you, when you buy it, think about the, the for what you're going to use it for. And if you are going to put the old classic casserole thing in the uh, mm. thing, look for the little trademarks. I think back in the old days, it used to be Pyrex dishes and yes. stuff like that. They were good. Now you get things that are knock like knock off and copies. Yeah, they come. You yeah. put them in and they shatter. Yeah, and they come from Asia. You don't know what's yeah. gone. You know. Yeah. Where they've gone. Not being general or anything like that, but you know. No, but I just mean that you know some some of the standards are a little bit you know questionable. A few things, things sneak through. You think? Yes, yeah. I do. Okay. Like my fake Louis Vuitton with yeah. a W bag. <laughs> we've all done those. You know, we've all <laughs> done those. Uh, yeah. Yes, someone yeah. gave it to me as a gift. And, yeah. get this, well, this chap- tried to pass it off as real. Really? Hey, as if oh. they'd ever give me a $2,500 present. So that was straight away questionable. B, the Louis W Vuitton mm. certainly gave it away. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've seen Channel, as in <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> the, the only thing I will say about the fake bag is 
the quality of the stitching and everything. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's it. Probably made in the same factory. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. That's <laughs> it. All good. All right. Well, right. have you got a question for me have about Have I got Noosa? a question? Yeah, well, why is Noosa so good? Well, the weather's good at this time of year. Right. The weather would be good in Cairns. Yeah, too hot. No, too no. Hot. You need to understand about me. I only have a four degree, um, a four degree range of kind of comfort. Okay. So if I get too hot, I whinge. If I'm too cold, I whinge. So, yeah. you know, sorry, Kansas is too hot. Okay. <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me that, that Noosa is kind of like that. I think because you can walk everywhere. Yeah. I think it's all there, and I think people like walking past and seeing, recognizing something. Yeah. And then going. Okay, I'll come back to that tomorrow. Yeah, I do, you for know. sure. Um, Port Douglas is another one that's coming oh, I love up. Port Douglas. You're going oh, to Port Douglas, Fest God. Taste of oh, Port Douglas this goodness. year? Oh, my goodness, I'm going to. Um, we and the uh, the Irish chef from uh, Sydney, we're going to yes. rip it up this year. Well, I'm then coming too. Mr. Fascinage. You know I'm coming, we're doing yes, a show up there. Yes, we're going to do, have got a lot of fun up there. We're yes. going to do some curly questions for the curly-headed one. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fascinage questions, you I'm going to ask him some questions. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a curly questions by asking curly questions to all the chefs up there. Oh, good idea. And I'll see if I can't catch them out. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, I'll ask him I'll ask him an Irish question and see if he knows the answer to <laughs> of it. Of course and he the won't. Same with Spencer. I'll ask Spencer something <laughs> and see if we're there. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Yes, I love it. Catch them on the hop. So to our listeners, if you want to ask a curly question to us and then obviously, you know, in preparation for... Port Douglas. Taste of Port Douglas. Up. So if we can find out who's up, who's up yeah, there. Yeah, to we'll any top list. chefs, yeah. then send us an email with your curly question to whats-cooking.com.au uh, on the website and you'll see the curly questions link and you just click on it and send us a question. And I'll ask them the question. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Can't I'll ask Colin, the capital of Ireland or something, see how he goes with that. <laughs> or why he sends so many emails or why he's on social media so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS.